Thank you for joining us for Dwelling Place Lithia Podcast. We hope this message will help you find your identity in Christ and create growth in your life. We hope you enjoy this message. If you have your Bibles, turn with to Luke chapter 5. I'm going to start with uh, verse 33, and we'll go through 39. Uh, I was thinking, I got up at 5 o'clock this morning, and I was praying and seeking God. An old country song come to mind. And the first words of the country song is, Grandpa, tell me about the good old days. And I was thinking about that little sentence in that song. And you know what? Because they can tell about the good old days of what was going on. But you had to be in their feet, their shoes, to understand what they were going through. Because it was still a hard time. Because it's still, they were going through some trials, some tribulation. But they got past it. And now they can turn around and go, this is what we went through. Just like Israel coming out of Egypt. They built an altar after they crossed the Red Sea. Because they wanted to remember what was hard. What they lived in, they got past it. Now they got a little further ahead of them. They started crying and complaining. They didn't remember the good old days. What were they were going through at that time? But I was thinking about that with this scripture and with what it talks about. This is a discussion about fasting. And then there's a little parable in this, in this part of the scripture we're going to talk about. So, chapter 5, verse 33, it says this, One day some people said to Jesus, John the Baptist's disciples fast and pray regularly. And so did the disciples of the Pharisees. Why are your disciples always eating and drinking? Jesus responded, Do wedding guests fast while celebrating with the groom? Of course not. But someday the groom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. Then Jesus gave them this illustration. No one, no one tears a piece of cloth from a new garment and uses it to patch an old garment. For then the new garment would be ruined and the new patch wouldn't even match the old garment. And no one puts new wine into old wineskin, for the new wine would burst the wineskin, spilling the wine and ruining the skin. New wine must be stored in new wineskin. But verse 39 says this, But no one who drinks the old wine seems to want the new wine. The old is just fine, they say. Yeah. 
If you go up into the more up in the the passage, you'll find out that Jesus went to a tax collector's home. He ministered to a tax collector. He was with the sinners. And this is what got the Pharisees riled up. And that's when they asked the question. John the Baptist and his disciples fast. We fast. But what about you? Why don't you fast? Do you know I found out something? Never knew this. This is new to me. But there was two reasons why you fast. Number one, to get a revelation or get a word. But number two is this. When you're mourning a death, you fast. I didn't know that. I was like, wait a minute. And that's why Jesus brought up, if a marriage is about to happen and and the bride is with the groom, why would they fast? Why would they go through mourning and woe is me's or an answer? Because they already have the answer. It's already there. And I was like, man, that, that just that sat with me so hard because there are so many times I'm going through something or my family's going through something or my dad's going through something or something's happening with the church and I get to a place where I need to fast. And I'm thinking, God, you're the only answer. Jesus, you're the only answer because I don't know the answer. But then the parable came. I make fun uh, because most of my britches are holy sometimes, especially the ones that I work in. And you don't want to put a patch in these holes. And I'm thinking about this. You get a new patch and you put it in some old pants. You wash them, what happens? Rips. Goes back to the same thing. But then I was thinking about the next part. The wineskin just drew me in because it says when you want to pour new wine, you need new wineskin. Some of us are a little older in this, in this group. But we have some young people too. And I'm praying God pour into them what we used to have, but I want it better for them. I don't know about you, but I remember growing up in a youth group. I, I remember going to church Every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, every Wednesday night. When revival happened for three, four weeks at a time, I was there 
every single day. When I turned 15, the pastor of the church handed me the key to the church, and I'm going, I guess I'm going to be part of the church a whole lot longer than I thought. But I was there. Something was going on. I was there. I was like a sponge. I wanted what God wanted to pour into me. And that's why I go back to the song, Grandpa, tell me about the good old days. I was talking to my dad a couple of days ago, and I said, Dad, how hard was it to live on a farm? He said, when I turned seven, eight, 17, 18 years old, I was ready to leave. It was hard work. But you joined the army. That's hard work, too. I mean, he said, but I was prepared. He said, do you know the army was easier than working on a farm? I was like, really, Dad? So I'm, I'm listening to his story, but he was telling me, Every progression that he went through of life. And I remember going and talking to my grandmother years ago. And there was an old Christian song. I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. And I wanted to ask her. But during those hard times, would you take... Would you want to do the journey again? And she said, she would tell me yes. Because that's what makes you be the man and the woman that you're supposed to be for God. Now, I'm going to get back to the old wineskin and the new wineskin. If you pour new wine in the old wineskin, what happens? It what? It breaks. It bur bursts. Why? Does anyone know? Because it's tight. It's like leather. It won't expand. But when you're pouring new wine in a new wineskin, that wineskin has... Alex, uh, there you go. Thank you. It's able to expand itself and go bigger and go bigger. This week I was listening to a podcast, a Christian podcast. And this gentleman, he's a, he's a psychologist, but he's a Christian psychologist. And he said something that just impacted me. He said, in the last three years, four years, and we know why, spirituality has almost died in America today. The older generation doesn't want to come to church anymore. They want to watch it on YouTube or Facebook or something like that. They don't want to make it to out here. Have that experience, togetherness. And so more and more people are going out and they said, yes, I'm a Christian. When's the last time you were at church? 
I don't know. But he said this, and it just impacted me because even what Jeremy said just a minute ago, the children, the youth, God's speaking to them in a way that some of us haven't had spoken to in a while. They're the ones who are the new wineskin. They're the ones who's getting some refreshing because they're hungry. And a lot of times we're the knot on the log. We're sitting. But you're preaching, yeah? But there's sometimes I don't listen. Me and my son has a running joke. If there's something that you don't need to do, but you feel like you're going to do it anyways, there needs to be that voice that says, don't do it in a way that you don't want to hear it. Really screechy, really, don't do it. Telling you now, don't do it. And do we listen to that? No. The good ones listen to it, not the bad ones. <laughs> like me this week, I was telling my son, I, I called him, I said, I wish you were here to do some of this electrical work because I'm getting myself into trouble. Because I heard something say, don't do it. But I did it anyways. I'm working on a ceiling fan. I go turn off every breaker that I know to turn off. I go turn every one of them off. I'm thinking, it's off. So I'm undoing, I'm, ding, I'm taking the first screw out, and I'm going, oh, I can't get back there. Okay, how am I going to get back there? And I start moving, and I'm on this ladder, and all of a sudden sparks go flying everywhere. And I go, oh, it's alive. First thing. So I go down. I go, Wait a minute, my son gave me a, a tool that tells me that the wire's live or not. I go and I get that, and I'm, I'm testing the wires. I'm testing. It's still live. I go back, and I'm trying to find the breaker. I go back for 45 minutes. Whoever that electrician was put it on the opposite side of the building. Why? I don't know. But I found it. So I'm up there, <laughs> and I'm, I'm reaching up, and I'm taking the the rest of the ceiling fan down, and all of a sudden, lightning, and, and I'm outside under a porch, and lightning, raining, and I'm going, I think I need to get down, but I need to get this job done. But I'm still the tallest person right here. Do I need to do this or not? God, are you going to protect me? <laughs> I 
But most, I, w- I would hope the young people would say, I wouldn't do that until after the storm passes and things like that because I'm, a, I'm wiser than you, Sean. <laughs> but here's the thing. Spiritually, I want to talk about this real quick. In our walk with God, I watch the people that I've been around. I'm so honored to be able to run with the people that I run with. Because I'm being taught every day. Man, I may be weak on this side, but that person's strong. They lift our building. They lift our our community up. They pray ways that I don't pray. Jamie, thank you for being the person that you listen to God and you want to go out and you pray for the people. Jeremy, I, I, there's times I get tongue-tied. How do I talk to a person? I'm shy. I know, I see it. No, you're not, Sean. I see it. I get tongue-tied and I'm like, what do I say? But during those times, that little push happens. A couple of weeks ago, we were probably four weeks ago, we were in uh, Savannah, Georgia. My nephew and my son, hey, you need to go talk to this guy. Hey, you need to go talk to this guy. Hey, you really need to go talk to this guy. Okay, what do you want me to say? I don't know. Just listen to what God's saying. Go. They keep me in a place that I feel like I'm still a new wineskin. There's times I feel old. Sometimes I feel I can't teach anybody anything because it's not me. It's God. But when you're tested... And when you go through trials, and when you go through situations, and you sit here and go, I don't know if I'm going to make it. God, just take me. I told someone that this morning. There's times you want to go through and you just want to sit and say, just take me, God. I don't know if I can make it today. I don't know if I can make it next week. I don't know. There's too much in my, in my zone, in my, in, in my life. I don't know. And he reminded me, Elijah, he went, he got mad at God, and he says, just take me, let me die. And he sat at a juniper tree and he sat there. He was wanting to die. And God goes, send the birds. Send the ravens to feed him. Because he's not going to die yet. I've got something for him. I want you to understand, we're in a place right now in our lives. 
We can either be the old wine skin and say, God, I'm just too old. I'm not going to do anything anymore. I don't know if I can hear from you anymore. Or I'm going to be the new wine skin and say, God, whatever it is that you want me to do, I will follow you. I will do everything possible. I will stand and be what you want me to be. Is it hard to go through trials? Yes. Do we complain? Yes. Even when we complain, God still is in the mist. I wrote a question that we're going to do in just a few minutes. But I said, what new thing does God have for us? And God showed me Ecclesiastes. And it says, there's nothing new under the sun. It's new to us, but it's not new to God. And that's why I want to tell the young people first off, God has got some great things in the midst for you guys. You're going to be doing some great things that I'm going to tell you, I may not be here, but God's got something great. <laughs> My daughter's giving me the, no, you're going to be here. You may be old as Methuselah, but you're going to be here. We have dreams. God's given us dreams about this place. And I don't know about the other team. I don't know about my wife. I do. They pray all the time. But me, I'm sitting here going, how, how, how? And God goes, quit asking that question. Quit asking that question. It's not how. It's when. It's not how. It's when I'm giving it to you, you'll know. I'm getting you prepared for that walk that's in before you. Because you have to be ready. Because you have the talents. You have the things that's in your life. Prepared. It's just you have to trust me. And believe what I'm going to do in you. And not what your ability is. Because if it's your ability, it's going to fail. And he tells me that. And that's when I get scared. Because I'm human. But every time I get scared, I know I've got a wife that's going, we can do it. We're going to do it. We're going to push through. I've got my kids, all five of them saying, we're going to push through. We're going to make it. We don't know how, but we're going to make it. I've got Jeremy and Jules. We're going to make it. I got Jamie and Mandy. We're going to make it. I got Jamie over here. We're going to make it. I got Anthony saying, we're going to make it. I got Nate and Amber. We're going to make it. We may not see who's behind us, but we don't need to know who's behind us. We need to know who's in front of us. And the person in front of us is Jesus. And he's leading us and he's guiding us. And when he's telling the people, it's not time to mourn, it's time to celebrate. 
And I feel like that's the thing right now God's saying. It's time to celebrate. I want us to stand. We hope you enjoyed this message. If so, please share it. If you'd like to partner with us, you can do so at dwellingplacelithia.org forward slash donate. We'll see you next week, and may God bless you and your family.